This is Quiet Fire, a program about the spiritual life of Abraham Lincoln and its relevance to us today. Welcome. This is Duncan Newcomer. Here's a Lincoln quote for you. That we revered his name, that we permitted no hostile foot to pass over or desecrate his resting place. Reverence, not desecration. Religious words. Now, Lincoln is uh, 29 years old in this speech, two weeks from being 30. He is a new lawyer in Springfield, and he's given a speech on how to save democracy. It is called The Perpetuation of Our Political Institutions, and it's 1838. The relevance of Lincoln's spiritual life to our life today is his mix of spiritual life, political life, with sacred life, religious life. We see that mix in his passionate and thoughtful speech. He wants the reconstruction, he wants the constitution or he wants the constitutional republic that is America to survive. We live, he says, on the fairest portion of the earth, and we enjoy the greatest civil and religious liberty that has ever existed in history. We are, he says, unprofaned by the foot of an invader, and we are tasked then with the gratitude for our fathers. And it is Washington that he has most in mind. Lincoln is picturing patriotic duty in personal terms. He has all his own life lived a kind of hero worship of George Washington. And so in this speech, he creates a secular version of what Christians would see as a religious story. He honors Washington the way others might honor Christ. He says that we should revere his name the way religious people do not take the Lord's name in vain. He says we should not let any hostile foot tread on a sacred ground. He pictures Washington's very grave as Christians might picture Bethlehem or the Garden of Gethsemane. In fact, he ends this speech with images of the last trumpet, the end of all time itself, and the actual reawaking, the resurrection of Washington and the country resting on the rock of freedom prevailing like the church itself against the gates of hell. It was said that as Lincoln concluded with his call to have faith that right makes might, he rose up on his toes and snapped down on his heels. So that's a lot of religious imagery, right? These are powerful and dangerous images. But Lincoln is consistent. He could say, faithful, to these images and to the man and the symbol of Washington all his life. When he was newly elected president, leaving his hometown of Springfield for the last time, he says in his farewell words that the burden resting on him is as great as that which rested upon Washington. He means, of course, the preservation of the idea of America, the new democratic republic on the face of the earth. Lincoln, in a later speech, points out that Washington himself had signed into law an act of Congress that prohibited the spread of slavery into the vast new Northwest Territories. And Lincoln knew enough history to know that Washington, a year later, wrote a letter to the famous French liberator Lafayette about the wisdom of that prohibition against slavery and the hope that at some point in the future the nation could be a country of all free states. 
The relevance here is manifold, but it starts with the unusually American vocabulary of the redefinition of political secular life into the language of religious and sacred life. The Constitution never mentions the separation of church and state, only that no church shall be established by the government. Religion and politics have always mixed, and dangerously so, in America. Lincoln risked that danger because he was a spiritual person, wanting to inspire the better angels of our nature. Lincoln's plea is for saving democracy, and it, as he, can light us down in honor even to the latest generation. This is Duncan Newcomer, and this has been Quiet Fire, The Spiritual Life of Abraham Lincoln.